I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna go for it. Like if it fails, whatever, at least I tried. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I think just hitting publish on that first post and putting it out there was a big step. I was just blown away by what they had to say and realized that, okay, maybe I do have something valuable that people care about to share. Since then, I've just kind of been going with it. Same thing, just hitting publish every chance I can. Hey, what's up guys, it's Jordan Anderson. And on this episode, we have Katie Milam. She is a fashion and lifestyle influencer. If you're looking to know more about starting a blog, finding the courage to start a blog and put yourself out there, even things like working with brands and how to you know, get the best deal when you're working with a brand, make a little money from your blog, then this is the episode for you. And if you're not interested in any of that, then this is a great story just of listening to a genuinely nice person. Katie was great. This is an awesome episode. Go check out her work. You can find her on Instagram and her website. They're both as seen on Kathleen. Yeah, let's uh, let's not delay. Let's get right into it. There's a ton of great tips in here. I present to you, Katie Milam. All right, so we have Katie Millam here from As Seen on Kathleen. Katie, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So if you want to give us just a quick five-minute intro, three to five-minute intro, whatever, uh, about who you are and kind of what you've been up to, what you're about. Sure. So I am Katie from As Seen on Kathleen. Um, I recently started my blog just a little bit over six months ago, officially. Um, But I've been posting on Instagram, sharing my outfits for a few years now. Um, And I kind of got started. I've always been that friend who kind of gives recommendations to her friends about fashion, beauty, and recently I've gotten more into travel. Um, So I figured I might as well kind of expand that to a bigger audience um, and put it out there to share. Um, I know the influencer kind of market is very saturated, but I think I have a voice that I definitely wanted to put out there um, because everyone has something valuable to share, um, in my opinion. But I am local to the D.C. area. Um, I grew up here. My mom actually grew up here, too. Um, And D.C. is kind of this... I think it's more known for politics and government and everything like that and less for the creative side of things like photography and blogging and um, podcasts, obviously. So I think that there's a growing market there for that. And being a part of that in D.C. um, has been a really good place to start, I think, especially as someone who's just getting started in this area. Have you always been into fashion, like as a little girl, middle school, high school, were you always just like? Oh my gosh, 100%. So when I was little, um, I used to get in trouble all the time with my parents for changing my outfit five times a day um, and walking around the house showing off all my outfits um, to anyone who would pay attention to me. And then as I got older, um, I probably got even more into it. I wore a uniform because I went to private school um, for 12 years. So I, outside of school, I did have a little bit more, not freedom, I guess, but I could kind of play with fashion more because I didn't have to follow like a dress code going every day to school. Very structured. Yes, very structured. I wore the same thing every day. So outside of school, I did want to branch out a little bit. Um, And there are definitely some pictures I look back on now from like high school and middle school where I'm cringing at whatever I was wearing, but I do appreciate my mom um, giving me that freedom to kind of experiment a little bit and can definitely learn from previous things that I've worn or ways I've done my makeup and stuff like that. Um, And then now as I've gotten older, I think I've even branched out a little bit more in my style and am kind of starting to try different things and take a bit more risks. Um, And then going forward in that, being able to encourage others to take risks with their style um, by promoting places where you can try different trendier things that you see like during fashion week and in magazines, but for a very small fraction of the price, I do try to focus on making it affordable um, and accessible to all sorts of people. How would you describe your style today? What is it? Because you know, you don't just do clothing, you do hair, makeup, yeah. lifestyle. How, yeah. how would you describe your style? Um, so 
Honestly, it depends on the day. Um, sometimes I can be very preppy, definitely have gone through like my very preppy Lily Pulitzer phase, which I do, especially during the summer now, um, focus a lot on that, but a little bit of boho in there too, I think. Um, and then I've tried to get a little bit edgier. Um, years ago, you would never catch me in a leather jacket, but I actually own one now and that has kind of worked its way into my wardrobe. Um, and then as far as like makeup and hair goes, I've transitioned. I used to be platinum blonde a couple months ago. Um, for about a year, I was platinum blonde. And then a couple months ago, I started going darker and darker, which sounds like a tiny little change, but it was being very blonde was a big part of my personality, I think, and a big part of my identity. So um, making that transition and experimenting a little bit has been um, a big change for me personally. And what about inspiration? Are you looking at other Instagram accounts? Are you looking at magazines? Are you looking at celebrities? Who do you, what are you kind of like, oh, I really like this style or like, I like what this person's doing? Right. So I definitely um, take a lot of my inspiration from others that I see on Instagram. Um, there are a few people that I follow that I know I can go to for um, affordable styles or great makeup tips. Um, and kind of put my own spin on it. So in particular, um, I do really love the influencer Bree Shepard. Um, she's based out of uh, Washington State, kind of in the Seattle area, I think. And she and I have very similar styles. I actually recently did a blog post um, where I copied one of her styles um, just because it really resonated with me. And she actually reached out and we started chatting a bit and that was really exciting to get that. I kind of fangirled over her, to be honest. Um, so that was really great. And then there are just um, a few people who I follow for makeup inspiration. Um, a really big one that I know a lot of people follow would be Emily Ann Gemma. Um, she always has like the best makeup tips and tutorials, and I can definitely get a lot of value out of her content as well. So what about Asleen uh, on Kathleen? How did that get started? Was that on a whim? What was like day one as seen on Kathleen? So I actually, um, as seen on Kathleen, I kind of came up with, I was sick, staying home from work, taking a sick day one day, and I literally started like, Googling ways to come up with a clever name for a blog because I had an idea of what I wanted to write about, but I was like, I need something catchy. I need something good that like no one else is going to have. Um, so really basic. I just started looking up like different words that like rhymed and like alliterations and stuff like that. And finally decided on a scene on Kathleen, which my whole life I've only ever really gone by Katie unless they're calling for attendance in class or something sure. like that. I never go by Kathleen. Um, but that day I was really grateful that my parents gave me a name that rhymes with so many different things. Um, so that's kind of how a scene on Kathleen got started. But the actual blog I started I wrote my first blog post probably two years ago and I published it and immediately took it down the next day because I was really nervous for some reason. I think I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't think that what I had to say had much value. Um, and I just got scared and deleted it immediately. I think maybe three people saw it and like one of them was my mom. What was that first post about? <laughs> I honestly, it was about like, just me starting blogging, I think. It was just like the most basic introduction and I just chickened out at the last minute and deleted it. It was gone the next day. Um, and then I think in the next year or so, I just made some transitions in my life. I got a new job. Um, I made some new friends and became a little bit more comfortable, I think. I think I just grew up a lot in that year or so. Um, and finally, I actually launched A Scene on Kathleen on my 23rd birthday last year. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I had everything ready to go. Um, and I bought my domain site, got everything set up. And I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna go for it. Like if it fails, whatever, at least I tried. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, so I think just hitting publish on that first post and putting it out there was a big step. 
And I was actually very surprised with the amount of positive feedback from people who know me personally and then other people who have started reading and following online. I was just blown away by what they had to say and realized that, okay, maybe I do have something valuable that people care about to share. Since then, I've just kind of been going with it. Same thing, just hitting publish every chance I can. Do you still have the like, you know, close your eyes and press publish or are you or like, has it over the years gotten more confident? They're like, yep, I feel good about this. No, I, I think I've gotten more confident with it for sure. Um, I just think I was nervous about how people I knew in real life would react at first. Um, and now that I've done it, I, like it doesn't even phase me anymore. And to be honest, like the reactions have been really positive. Friends and family have just been very supportive. Um, my mom especially is like very interested in how everything works, um, especially like Instagram and everything like that. She's learned a lot, I think. Um, and just being able to share that and having that positive reinforcement has made it a lot easier and made me a lot more confident in Mm -hmm. what I have to say. What's sort of your, you know, philosophical approach to your content? Do you, do you do this just as like a creative outlet? Do you do this as a way to genuinely genuinely help people like how do you you know when you're when you're crafting a blog post when you're about to you know make a photo or a fashion spread like what what's going to go into your mind or like or or even your heart like this is what I want to do right so I think it definitely is um a creative outlet for sure and I think it took me a while to kind of realize that because it did start out as me just trying to Um, help other people and like give them advice. I do really enjoy when people like ask me questions and give me suggestions and kind of give me ideas for content that I may not have come up with on my own. Um, But I do think that with that, like writing, I do crave that creative outlet for sure. And getting my thoughts and feelings about certain things out there, um, you know, it's really started as kind of superficial things like makeup and sales and travel and stuff like that. Um, but I do think that there, I have this platform and I want to use it for promoting probably a little bit more like deeper stuff, um, as far as like authenticity and, um, just people being real on social media, because I do get a lot of messages from people that I haven't spoken to in months or years. And they're like, Oh, it looks like you're doing so great. Like you're doing so amazing. And yeah, like I I love my life. Like that's amazing. But you know, not everything you see on the internet is totally true. Um, I do think that I have this platform where I can share things that people can relate to and, um, that really resonate with them and let them know that, you know, don't think that everything you see on Instagram is, 100% of everyone's life. It's a very, very small fraction of it. And um, you shouldn't compare whatever struggles you're going through with what you see there because chances are everyone you see, actually not even chances, they're definitely going through other stuff in their real life as well. Can you talk a little bit more about authenticity? I mean, I think... Are you optimistic about where everyone's going as as the Instagram influencer world? Are you optimistic about people sharing more and more or do you still see the pitfalls of like like you say it is kind of like a little bit shallow or it's not quite true what it is to life yeah I mean I do think that it's improved a lot um I think people are more willing to share struggles and maybe even like sharing photos where like they don't think they look their best or showing behind the scenes of like how they struggle to like get a good angle on a photo even even the tiniest things like that um I think really make a difference like it was very eye-opening for me when I started seeing people sharing um pictures of them in like bathing suits where like they are not filtering out and like photoshopping um unflattering angles of themselves or even sharing all like the shots it took to get one good shot. I think people definitely underestimate the amount of effort that goes into not only like shooting something, but then editing it, finding the one good one that you like, and then editing it and doing everything that goes into that one Instagram picture. Um, I think people think you just snap a picture right there in the middle of the street, put a filter on it and put it up. But there's a lot more that goes into it. I think that people don't realize. Yeah. Some accounts they've even done, 
you know, where you swipe over the first photo is the finished product mm -hmm. and then you swipe over and you see the behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's like, Oh wow. That's, that's all it is. It's like, it's, it's a yeah. little more revealing. It's a little more like yeah. authentic, I guess. A hundred percent. And I think especially with, um, all the different editing apps and stuff that you can use, I think there's value in also teaching people how to take a picture that they didn't love and go into Lightroom and like use presets and resetting all the settings to how you want to see it. Um, it's really interesting to see what you can take a out of what you thought was a mediocre picture and turning it into this amazing shot um, that people end up loving and you get some great reactions to. I think that's definitely valuable to people absorbing that content. Do you have a story of a time where you were super authentic about it or like you at first were very guarded and like this has got to be the perfect photo and then you had that switch where like you know what they need that they need to know what's actually going on yeah I mean I think that actually it happens to me more often than not where I go out and I'm like all right hair looks good makeup looks good like got this outfit gonna look great and I go out and I shoot all these pictures and I probably could shoot 2,000 pictures and I come back and there's maybe two three that I actually like um and it I can swipe through and I can look at stuff um, and find the good pictures. But then I think um, along with that, sharing maybe the um, the outtakes from that picture. I know I recently posted a picture where, I mean, I thought my outfit looked cute. I thought it looked great. But then along that, you swipe to the right and you see the awkward face I'm making as people are walking by and looking at me taking pictures. Um, I definitely think there's some real life that goes into that, um, that not only people find funny, but also a little bit refreshing to see that, you know, you're not out here getting the first, getting the first perfect picture on the first shot. Um, but there is a little bit of awkwardness that goes into everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've, I've noticed that if you make a, cause I used to do vlogs and like you walk around in public and like you have a, you're yes. pointing a camera at yourself. <laughs> you look kind of like an idiot. Like how did you, I mean, and then you yourself, if you're taking fashion photos in the middle of the street, you're stopping mm -hmm. traffic, there's a photographer there, like, that's kind of, yeah, kind of weird. It's, like, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, how, do you, how did you overcome that? Um, you know, I don't think I've fully overcome it yet. I do think um, I've gotten over the, you know, being on my story and like talking into that. That was something where I was like, oh my gosh, I can never do that. Like sitting there and talking to like my camera and looking at myself. And now it's something that I kind of do regularly. And the reason I've kept up with it so much is because people engage with it so much. And I've gotten so much positive feedback where people I'll tell like a funny story about something that happened to me that day. And people love that as opposed to just like the regular normal fashion stuff. But then I also think, um, you know, I shoot a lot with a tripod, a $15 tripod I bought on Amazon and I totally own it. Like I will just post up in the middle of the sidewalk somewhere and snap pictures of myself. Um, and you know, it depends on the day. Sometimes they come out great because it's the middle of the week and there's no one around or last Saturday morning, I actually went out and I was shooting pictures and there were families walking around and there were strollers in my pictures. And I was, people were staring at me like, what is that? Why is that girl standing on the sidewalk, smiling to herself, trying to look candid? I looked ridiculous, but you know, I got to do it for the gram. <laughs> so I think just ignoring that and kind of rolling with it, um, it does end up being worth it. Like if, if all you've got is a tripod and you got to shoot for a campaign or something, you just got to own it. You just got to go, go for it. You know, mm -hmm. are most of your photos selfies or they, or do you have a photographer with you every now and then? Um, you know, I really, most of my photos are taken on iPhone and they're either with my tripod, which is like, just has a little Bluetooth remote control. It's set up to it. Um, which honestly best $15 I ever spent. Cause I don't have to ask, like my, one of my coworkers or one of my friends or someone who's just hanging out um, to snap a picture of me because they're always willing to do so. But I feel bad being a little nitpicky about it. Um, but then I also, I'm lucky enough where my boyfriend is actually very into photography. Um, he's super into landscape photography. So maybe not exactly my area of expertise, um, but he lives in San Francisco, but whenever he is here, I'm there, um, which is pretty often, he's more than happy to go out with me one morning and shoot different outfits. So I'm definitely very grateful for that. But um, mostly my pictures are just taken by 
random people that are around um, that I can just hand my iPhone over to to take the picture. And I think with starting an account like that, everybody, you know, same with filmmakers, like they want to put the gear in the way or they want to make the excuse like I don't have the right gear mm-hmm. or like oh, my iPhone is not good enough or like, oh, I need a professional camera. Like you don't. No, 100% do not need a professional camera. I mean, portrait mode is like very life changing if you're trying to get um, an outfit that's just focusing or I'm sorry, a picture that's just trying to focus on your outfit. Um, but I, you definitely do not need some fancy camera with f- some fancy lens. Um, I just think when you're doing it, like you probably feel more professional as you're doing it, as opposed to just someone snapping pictures of you on an iPhone or something. Um, but the truth is people are going to engage with your content either way, I think. Um, so it really doesn't matter what kind of the quality of the gear that you have or what you're using. I think as long as you're putting the content out there and you're doing the best that you can do, there's no reason to have to invest in some really, really fancy gear or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see. We can maybe talk about, you know, you say, you say you've been posting more on Instagram stories and you get a little bit more feedback. What is that feedback looking like? Or, you know, have you styled anyone? Have you given anyone fashion tips? Do you feel like you have that authority now where you can say like, you know, this is trendy, this is not, this looks good, this yeah. doesn't? Um, authority is a big word as a way to put it. Um, Thought I leader. Do think, <laughs> I do think that I have, have enough experience now that I can kind of speak to what is trendy based off of what I'm seeing. Um, and as far as like styling different body types and that kind of stuff, I think I've definitely gotten pretty good at, um, you know, it does take a lot of trial and error and, um, posting, I think try ons has been huge for me, which the first time I ever did that, um, I'm now I've done it where I like will record myself in like a fitting room at a store or something. But when I first started, I would not record myself. I'd snap a quick picture and like put my phone away. And that would be the end of that because God forbid someone else in the fitting room heard me or someone who worked there walked by and heard me. I was mortified. Um, but now I'm, I've kind of gotten over it. I'm like, whatever, like who, like, I don't care, <laughs> whatever. Like I'm in here minding my own business. If anything, I feel like you're kind of bringing in traffic to the store. So in a way you're kind of doing them a favor um, as long as like you're being nice about it. Of course, you don't want to like leave a mess for them or anything. Um, But I do think um, those things have been really valuable because you can post a picture of an outfit and chances are it's a really flattering angle. You're looking your best. The outfit looks great on you. Um, but being able to post like a try on or something like that, where people are seeing you unfiltered, like moving around from every angle, um, probably holds more value. And at least in my experience has gotten more engagement out of that because, um, you can kind of give fit advice and just like the real picture of what something looks like. Um, I think it's definitely more helpful than just one photo of one item. I want to learn more about how you've set up As Seen on Kathleen, like sure. as it as a structure, as an account, because um, I because it there is a business side to it. One hundred percent. Like, how do you how have you kind of set up that business side of it? Yeah. Um, so the business side of it, I think people underestimate how much time and value there is in. Um, engaging with your followers and with others in your um, kind of community on Instagram. Um, I do have to dedicate like a couple hours a day to just like responding to comments, like responding to DMs or um, making it a point to go engage with other people because you do kind of, I think you want that visibility. And the more that you're out there engaging with other people's things, um, the more you are visible to other people who might be interested in the content that you put out there. If you're engaging on content that is similar to yours, then people who follow that are going to follow you. Um, So there is a lot of business strategy that goes into it. Um, I also think that there are different apps and stuff that you can use that will track your content and your engagement and what people are engaging the most on. And I think that those can be really valuable. Um, I've recently started using this app called 
Unum. I might be butchering the pr- mm-hmm. pronunciation like of that. UN, UM or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the name of it. And um, that can track all of your engagement, um, where that engagement is coming from. Is it coming from, you know, your hashtags? Is it coming from your Facebook page? Is it coming from your website? Like where people are finding you and where they're clicking to go look at more about you or follow you or anything like that. Um, and in addition to that, the app gives you the ability to plan your content. So I think a lot of people place a lot of value in having like a co cohesive feed. Um, and that's definitely something I struggle with. Um, just having it look pretty, have all those little nine squares that show up on your screen look good next to each other. Um, and I'm definitely learning a lot from being able to use Unum to plan that out ahead of time and figure out what looks best. Um, or even like the order in which things are shared, like, you know, you don't want to share, or maybe you do want to share five mirror pictures in a row. Um, if that's something you want to avoid, then that's definitely something that the app will help you do. But there is a lot of value in um, figuring out what is your best business strategy and using those different resources that you can find on the internet to kind of figure out um, what works best for you and your engagement. Because right now you have the Instagram account Mm -hmm. and that's probably getting, I guess you would call top of the funnel, the most eyeballs. Yeah, I think that's probably my biggest platform right now. And then you're driving people to your website. Yes, to my website. Um, And then also social media channels that maybe people don't think a lot about. Facebook. I know if you have an Instagram business account, you have to have a Facebook page connected to it. Um, And I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. When I created the, when I made my Instagram uh, business page, I created that Facebook page. It just, it can't be like your normal Facebook profile with like your family and friends and stuff. It has to be like a business page. Um, I kept it hidden. I didn't publish it. It was just there so I could use the Instagram side of the business. Um, and then I don't know, I think after I launched my actual website, I was like, well, I just need to drive traffic to my website. So I might as well start using the Facebook page too. And now that's kind of taken off a little bit more than I expected it to, um, where people are liking the page and following my content on there as well. And I've been looking at my statistics and it's driving more traffic to my blog. So I think don't underestimate the social media channels that you can use to um, get your information out there and promote yeah. yourself. Yeah, because I think people anecdotally be like, well, I don't use that, so nobody else in my audience uses that. Yeah. Like, I don't use Twitter, so why do I need to use Twitter? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I definitely think that just because you don't use it doesn't mean that someone else isn't using mm-hmm. it. Like, I can tell you my grandma is probably on Facebook more than she is on Instagram. And damn right. <laughs> if I, and if I'm sharing something that she wants to read, that's where she's going to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just my grandma, but like, you know, pretty much anyone. Grandmas. Grandmas. <laughs> the ones that want to see what you're up to, but don't have Instagram. Um, so that's been a great platform. And then also in addition to that, Pinterest. So especially if you're into like the fashion or food, even cooking, beauty, any sort of stuff like that. Um, Pinterest has been a huge platform because people are on Pinterest, um, for lack of a better phrase to like waste time reading things like that. Like they're, they're looking for information and if you can provide it, it's going to get you the click that you're looking for. And or inspiration even. Yeah, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I go on Pinterest for so much inspiration. Um, especially when it comes, when I'm traveling and I'm looking for good places to, um, take pictures or even when I'm in DC and I want to find good places to take pictures, the first place I look is going to be Pinterest. Um, there's so many articles with different places that you can go, um, to get those good shots and fashion inspiration. And even like poses like you can find anything on Pinterest I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of value in that and are you doing uh on Pinterest are you doing community boards are you doing like are you managing that have you created a little community on Pinterest as well yeah kind of um so I have a group of blogger friends where we kind of work together it's probably a group of 10 or 15 girls and we um work together and share stuff on Pinterest and engage with each other and there's kind of like that um mutual support that we're giving each other. Um, and I'm sharing about them on my boards and they're sharing about me on their boards. So we're just kind of 
all funneling each other's information out there as best as we can. Um, and it's just been a great community to work with for sure. What's the DC like with collaboration? Is it, do you find that there's a lot of lifestyle bloggers in DC? Um, and then even maybe counterintuitively is competition something that plays a part? Are you trying to like, or, or is it all collaboration? Yeah. So, um, I think definitely there's a good population of lifestyle bloggers, um, in the DC area. Um, we're lucky enough to have a chapter of what's called the blogger union in DC where they have monthly meetups. Um, and you can, it's usually at like a restaurant or a bar or the other day they had one at the mall, um, where there will be like a talk or tips and tricks from someone who's a little bit bigger or like brand um networking to work with different brands in the area oh they'll bring like a brand representative there yeah a couple brand representatives um they did that not long ago um at a local restaurant where you can meet up with different brands and talk to them and figure out if um your area kind of fits in with what they're trying to sell as well um but as far as like competition goes i mean obviously Every business has its competition, but I think there's more, everyone can get more out of working collaboratively as opposed to um, being too competitive. I think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, women supporting other women in the area. Um, and I think in DC, they do place a big value on that. I know at the DC blogger events, they, um, a big phrase they use is community over competition. Um, so everyone kind of working together, promoting each other, collaborating where they can and, um, you know, getting to know each other personally, because, you know, it, it can be a little bit isolating to be posting a makeup tutorial alone in your room sometimes. So I think the, social even aspect of it, of like getting out there and like grabbing drinks with people who have the same, um, interests as you is definitely inspiring and motivating. Um, and even hearing about their struggles, I think everyone can relate to that. And, um, luckily in the DC area, we do have a lot of that and it's been really great, really eye opening and, um, motivating for sure. Sweet. Have you done, um, have you been doing brand deals at all? Have you, um, get, have, you, have you, how do you see, or how do you see the future for brand deals with your channel? So brand deals right now, um, you know, I love to get more. I think it's definitely, it's probably the biggest way to grow your following. Um, getting reposted by brands even is really great um, just to get your name out there. Brand deals can be a little bit tougher when you're just starting out. Um, but I also like think people shouldn't get discouraged. Um, you know, I reach out to, oh my gosh, when I first started, I was reaching out to huge companies where, I mean, I like, that's great. I definitely encourage reaching out. I mean, the worst they can say is no, so go for it. Um, but I do think starting out, um, reaching out to even local places and just letting them know how much like you love their product, you promote their product um, or their services or whatever it is, I think can be really great. And then eventually monetizing that is, um, you know, for most people, probably the goal of, at least for me, for my blog. Um, you know, it is tough to get rejected or, you know, not even get an email back, but being very persistent and not letting that get you down um, has definitely been key for me. Um, and, you know, things come along where you wouldn't even imagine that you would be in this place um, and be like that successful with it, but just being persistent, keeping up with it and not feeling down um, if you've been rejected or just not responded to at all. Um, you know, something will come along that does fit with your brand, I think. What would you see as like, you know, you start your account and you build and build and build. You build your community up, build your followers. And I think people want to monetize it as fast as possible. Yeah. Like, 100%. let's start making money. Like, how do you, is it like, is there a discipline to holding back and saying no more early on and then eventually monetizing? Or is, or is, or just like whatever, just like, if you need to make some yeah. money, make some cash, make some cash. I mean, I do think that, you know, at least for me, I get, you know, DMs, um, emails, and 
comments on my page where brands were like, oh my gosh, we'd love to work with you, DM us. And I think when I very, very first started, when I first made a business page, I got a lot of those and I did respond to them. And, you know, they can really <laughs> sucker you into it where they're actually just like trying to give you a coupon code so that you can buy something from them. Mm-hmm. Or and you become they, an affiliate. Or, yes. And they yeah. market it as like being a brand ambassador, like bringing a band brand affiliate. Um, and you know, like you might learn the hard way. Like I had to, luckily I only did it once or twice. Um, but they're just marketing. They know that that's you're tiny and that's what you want to do. And they kind of take advantage of you that way. And I think standing your ground and, um, not paying attention to the fancy words like brand ambassador and stuff like that, um, can be really valuable because, you know, a lot of those brands can be a little bit sketchy and you shouldn't have to pay to promote someone else, which is some valuable information and advice that I learned um, kind of early on is if they want you to like rep their brand, if like you're fitting in with their brand, they shouldn't be asking you for money. Like ideally they should be giving you money. Um, So I think having that, um, Valuing yourself enough to not kind of go with that just to say you were a brand ambassador can be really, really important if you're just starting out. Um, And the other thing is you don't want to endorse, or at least, I mean, you shouldn't want to endorse anything that you don't personally believe in or you don't value. So when I'm promoting something on Instagram or a brand reaches out to me and they want me to promote something, um you know, before I go out there and like tell everyone to go buy it, like I love it, um, I use it or I wear it or I try it out. Um, You'll never see me promote anything that I don't 100% value. And, you know, maybe it might not work for everyone who tries it, but it worked for me. And, you know, if I liked it, then I think it's worth sharing with someone else who might, um, you know, especially skincare stuff, who might value it, that kind of thing. Um, But I think if you start out and you're just sharing anything and everything that could make you a buck, then I think having that continuous following and um, having your readers and your followers, you might kind of lose trust with them eventually, I think. Um, So it really is important to me, and I think it should be important to others to only promote and work with um, brands and companies that share share the same values as them. Yeah, because these brands aren't, they're not really after you. They're after the people that follow you. Exactly. So you're like, the, you have to be like the guardian between You are the them. face of their company and you should not be paying to be the face of their company. <laughs> no, I, I used to work in the fitness supplements and there were some deals oh, where it's like, huge. they would make you buy $500 worth of product Yeah. for them to be a brand yes. ambassador. It's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> or with the big one when you're... Um, you know, just starting out in the influencer world is the multi-level marketing or the pyramid schemes. Oh Oh my gosh. If I had a dollar for every single time I got one of those DMS, Mm -hmm. um, they're very, very persistent. And you know what, if you try it and that's something you believe in good for you, but I don't, that it's just not something that is attractive to me. Don't fool yourself. Honestly, it drives me absolutely insane. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, with all these brand deals and trying to monetize your audience, it changes the relationship. You're yeah. not you're not just like, you know, making cool content that's helpful to your audience. You're now like, okay, like this is, she's not what she we thought she was. She was this. Now she's trying to, oh, now she works for this company. Yeah. Now she works for this fashion exactly. brand. Exactly. Like, and I think it kind of, you know, you can give people. 10 different brands that are amazing work out for them and you give them one kind of sketchy or um, less trustful brand and you've kind of lost their trust now and it's going to take a lot to build that back or if you, even if you can build that trust again. Um, you know, I think in the long run, it's more important to share things that you personally believe in and... Um, personally would use or wear or whatever than it is to share just one thing that, you know, they're willing to pay you a little bit just to make you some money real quick. 
um, you know, you got to be strong in your values and your brand and stand behind that. Let's talk about the travel side sure. of lifestyle. You've yeah. gone on some adventures, according yeah. to your Instagram page. <laughs> you want to talk about some? I know you went to Paris for one. Yeah. Any adventures that you kind of like tied into your content creation? Definitely. Um, well, for one, I mean, have, traveling gives you great backgrounds for some great pictures. Um, but with that, I think um, being able to write and I know I wrote a travel guide for Paris. It's actually one of my most viewed posts on my blog right now. Um, I think that can definitely be helpful because I know for me, again, Pinterest, I was on Pinterest looking at restaurants to try in Paris, looking at blog blogs about, um, where to find like the best shots, like where to shop, where do you, um, grab drinks, like anything like that. Um, I kind of wanted to be able to compile that, um, you know, Paris, it, it was vacation. It wasn't like it was a work trip or anything like that. Um, and I wanted to be able to give an honest review of stuff that we did. You know, I think definitely when you're traveling to a different city, um, it can be a little bit intimidating because there is so much to try and there, you feel like you don't have enough time there. I mean, I was in Paris for a week and I still feel like I only got a small fraction of the city. I could go back 10 times and still not have tried everything. Um, but I wanted to compile everything that I did do and give some helpful tips and tricks to people who might be visiting for the first time or be looking to try something different when they do go there. Um, you know, Airbnb was a big focus for my post. Um, not only did we stay at an Airbnb, which, I mean, a lot of people obviously stay at Airbnb. Everyone knows about that. But there are Airbnb experiences that you can book. So when I was booking our little apartment that we stayed at, I also came across a photographer who was willing to do a photo shoot for an hour. Um, and then we also found, like, different experiences that you could do. Like, I know in San Francisco, there's, like, a lot of, like, bar crawls and tours and photography walks. And in Paris, we did a wine and cheese pairing. Um, and I was able to give people direct links to book those because they're usually pretty affordable. Um, and you also get to meet other people who are visiting the city as well. Um, I know at least with the wine and cheese pairing class thing that we did, um, we met a bunch of other people our age, um, and kind of got to chat with them and then also exchange like restaurant recommendations and stuff like that with them. So that ended up being a really good time. Um, but I think circling back to where that goes for the blog, um, just giving people even like the tiniest, like little travel tips, like even for packing and stuff. Um, I know I shared, um, when I was visiting my boyfriend in San Francisco, I shared about, you know, like my different luggage and like packing cubes and like jewelry organizer and all sorts of stuff that I was, I happened upon on someone else's blog, but other people didn't know about. And, um, that was definitely a big hit, at least with my followers, because, you know, people can post outfits over and over, but seeing travel tips and packing tips and stuff like that, um, was a little bit of a change of pace for them, I think. Um, and was definitely valuable. During the Paris trip, were you kind of actively jotting down notes or did, when you wrote that guide, how did you go about writing that guide? Um, Cause that's like, that's a big task to do. Like the guide, yeah, the travel guide on yeah. Paris. So I actually, I put a lot of planning into the trip anyways, cause I knew we only had a week and it was like number one place I've ever wanted to visit. So I had an itinerary ahead of time with reservations booked. I mean, I allotted time for napping and like for Ubering, like okay. my itinerary, I am not usually like that, but I was like, I'm going to Paris. Like I'm going all out and I'm not going to waste a second while I'm there. Ended up napping a lot more than I thought I would. Cause yeah, I was yeah. a little bit jet lagged. Take, take melatonin now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, definitely didn't allot for enough nap time, but I think having that plan in advance and I knew that I wanted to write a travel guide when I got back. So when we would go to restaurants or, um, visit certain places, you know, I might just even jot down like in the notes of my phone, like just two lines about like, Oh, this is what we ate or take pictures of like what we ate or what we saw. Or, um, you know, I think, a big one, at least specifically for Paris, that we learned was to get the tickets to go into, oh, I'm going to butcher the name of this again, Musée d'Orsay ahead of time. Do not try to stand in line because the line doesn't exist. It's a giant crowd outside of the museum. With There's no sense of personal space. Um, it's everyone just trying to pushing to get in before the doors open, and it's not in any particular order. Um, so 
if I could do that over again, buy the tickets ahead of time, skip the line. I think um, just telling people, I wish someone had told me that in advance. So being able to tell someone that, you know, would save them an hour of agony outside in the cold. But yeah. And with like, because you would think, or like to the to an outside perspective, that like, what? Why are you? Why are you writing blog posts? Why are you making content while you're on vacation? Like, don't you just want to be on vacation? It's like. Uh, to you, I'm sure it's like a bit of a hobby. Like you, yeah, like, 100%. You like, like this is not work. This is, you like to do this. Yeah, definitely. You know, I didn't, I don't think of it as work. It's not like writing a paper for school or something like that. Um, I, I didn't actually write it until I was waiting in the airport for my flight, like when we were leaving. So it, it wasn't exactly work for me. I mean, it is something I like genuinely enjoy doing and um, you know, I had people reach out to me saying that they went to Paris and they tried this stuff that I recommended. You know, if one person goes to a restaurant that I recommended, you know, it was a success. That's what I consider a success. Um, but it, it wasn't really like working on vacation. I mean, I was enjoying the experience. I was still, I made sure I was still in the moment. Um, but I was still taking, I mean, I would have taken pictures of everything anyways. So, I mean, I would have, I can either share the pictures on my blog or I can go home and like show my friends when I get back. So I figured I might as well share it on the blog um, and share information about things to do, places to see um, and stuff like that. You know, it, it didn't really feel like work. It was more of a hobby, I think, than anything for sure. It was the next year, two years, three years. What do you hope that your uh, account, oh account will lead, <laughs> lead to? You know, um, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, it kind of has started out as a hobby, but I think I've enjoyed it so much that I do want it to become a bigger part of my life. Um, maybe eventually something that I do full time, you know, if it's something that I know I can make money on and I still enjoy doing it, I don't want it to become too much of a job where it feels like a job and I dread getting up every day. Um, but so far I'm loving it. I can see myself doing it. Um, but I mean, that maybe is more than two years down the line. Um, I do think just continuing to grow and working with new brands um, and going to more events, even eventually hosting some events. Um, I know it's a big way to get out there and like meet people in person um, is definitely a goal of mine for the next year or so. Um, but I think growing in any way that I can while still staying true to myself and getting that um, like an important messages out there that I find valuable um, and sharing advice about life and clothes and fashion and makeup and all that stuff. Um, just continuing to do and build that following and build that trusting relationship with my followers and readers is my main goal right now. I think any content strategy shift or like still do, or just focused on being consistent, um, being consistent, probably. I think I definitely, um, played around in the beginning with different strategies, different ways, but now I've kind of gotten it down to routine, um, where that's working for me. Um, so just kind of keeping up with that. And, you know, if that starts to plateau a little bit, then maybe I'll change things around a little bit. Um, but yeah, just still trying to find my way, figuring out what works and what people are looking for. It's definitely been really eye opening so far, and I'm looking forward to learning more about, um, what people want to see and then providing that. Give me the quick five minute guide for someone who wants to become an Instagram influencer. They want to start an account. They want to start a blog. Okay. What are the, what's the quick bullet points on what they need to start doing? Okay. You, whether it's apps, software, work routines, right. the, the mentality, yeah. what do they need to do? Um, I think the first rule is just go for it. Just do it. Like if you have two followers, go ahead, post, post up, just do it. Like, doesn't matter. Um, that's like the very, very first step. And then with that being consistent with it, um, you know, just keeping up with the content as much as you can, but kind of along with that, not stressing your out, stressing yourself out so much that it is not something that you enjoy. And consistent doesn't necessarily mean every day yeah, or, exactly. or three consistent times a day. Consistent can be, I mean, whatever it is to you, like it can be once a week, it can be once a month, whatever. Um, you know, just kind of finding your pace and finding out what works for you. It does take a lot of trial and error. Um, and those errors, like if it fails, whatever, like keep trying, honestly. Um, I can't stress that enough. Again, like 
and also like not listening to not thinking about what people might be thinking of you. Um, you know, that, that was a huge thing for me, I think in the beginning. Um, oh my gosh, what would people think if like I was posting about like my outfits and stuff, but like now I'm like, honestly, I couldn't care less, whatever. Um, I do think that doing it, if it makes you happy, then do it, you know? Um, and there's always going to be room out there for, you to find your voice and get your voice out there. Um, so if you think that the market is kind of saturated and it's, you think that you're just going to blend in with the rest of someone, you know, you have something to share. If you think you have something to share, share it. And maybe you don't find your little niche right away, but you will eventually find it. And, um, you just got to keep up with it. And if it's making you happy, then go for it. Honestly, don't, um, don't do something that stresses you out or just adds more work to your life. Um, just got to go for it. Nice. How do you feel about, because uh, style does like evolve over time. Yeah. And you can start by just copying someone exactly. And then. I mean, I literally did that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And then, and then just like eventually, you know, eventually you find your own version of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I think you know, you might admire something that someone else does that you see on Instagram. Um, go ahead and try it yourself. And if it works for you, great. Then maybe try to put your own spin on it. Um, I definitely think, you know, these people, these bigger influencers are bigger influencers for a reason. So just try what they're doing. Um, and then you'll find your own way, I think, eventually with that, um, your own sense of style and everything like that. And, you know, eventually you might even be paving the way, I think, for trends and things like that. Where can we find your work? Where can we find your accounts? Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram as as seen on Kathleen. Um, my website is also as seen on Kathleen.com. Pinterest as seen on Kathleen. Um, Facebook is still my name. They have not let me change it, hopefully. But yeah, I will be on there. So give me a follow, send me a DM, um, shoot me an email. That's in my Instagram bio. I will answer any questions, um, respond to pretty much anything. Just let me know. I'm happy to help. Well, cool. Well, Katie, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, so that was As Seen on Kathleen. That was a great episode from Katie. If you want to find out more, find her Instagram account, As Seen on Kathleen, or you can go to asseenonkathleen.com and uh, see her work, see her fashion, see her photos. Uh, they're all great stuff. Uh, if you have any questions for her about something that we covered in the, in the podcast, definitely send her an Instagram DM. Uh, if you have questions about how to set up a blog, scheduling Instagram posts, just like maybe just Instagram content in general, send her a question uh, or send me a question. Either way, I'll, I'll, I'll somehow get the question to her and we'll get it back to you. If you're listening to this podcast, the Jordan P. Anderson podcast, uh, tell a friend about this, subscribe to this, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, it, it, all of it helps. All of it helps spread the word. Even if you're like, listening to this take a screenshot on your phone throw this up on instagram stories tell all your friends this podcast is awesome i just heard this great you know dense information actionable awesome podcast where he talks to creators and local artists here in dc you gotta check this out go ahead and do that for me uh but thanks for listening guys if you have any questions if you are trying to get on the show yourself if you know a friend that you think is just killing it in the creative world uh, send me a DM of their profile. We'll try to get them on the show. It's at Jordan P. Anderson. Next week's going to be great. Uh, we have a chef coming on the, on the show. Uh, I don't want to give too much away who the chef is just yet. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.